Good job. We finished reading Philemon. Two books in one day. This book is pretty amazing. The whole point of the book is to convince Philemon to free Onesimus, whom he had enslaved. I really liked in the verse where Paul essentially said Philemon was required to free Onesimus if he was a true believer. Honestly, in my opinion, this should be obvious. How can someone claim that Jesus set them free from the slavery of sin and then keep someone else enslaved? Jesus taught a parable relevant to this situation where a guy forgave a man a debt of 10,000 talents. This is an astronomical debt. According to the footnote in my Bible, one talent is worth 20 years worth of wages. So the debt forgiven was 200,000 years worth of salary. Jesus was basically just making up a ridiculously large number that no one would ever actually loan to anyone, much less ever be able to pay back if they were able to borrow it. Then the guy whose debt was forgiven went and beat another guy that owed him 200 denarii. According to the footnote in my Bible, one denarii is worth one day's worth of wages. So the guy who was forgiven a debt of 200,000 years worth of salary was owed a debt of 200 days worth of salary. This is a lot of money, but it's not an unrealistic amount of money. Plus, if someone were to free up 200,000 years worth of debt, I feel sure it would have been sufficient to forgive 200 days worth of debt. Jesus said the dude who had forgiven the first guy's debt heard about him not paying it forward and called him wicked, reinstated the debt, and had him thrown into prison until he could pay back the debt. Based on this, I think Jesus is clearly saying that when you've been freed from your slavery to sin, which is an astronomical debt you can't pay, you should have mercy on others that owe you. From what I understand, slavery in the Roman Empire was usually the result of someone owing you money. So Onesimus was likely enslaved because of a debt. In this case, Jesus' teaching about debt forgiveness clearly applies to Onesimus' situation. Even if the guy wasn't a true believer and chose not to forgive Onesimus' debt, he had no excuse because Paul had even offered to pay his debts. In the off chance, it was a case of chattel slavery like was here in America. Jesus taught enough about equality, loving your neighbor as yourself, that an evil institution like chattel slavery should be obviously abandoned as a true Christian. So, whatever the case, if Philemon was a true believer of Jesus, Onesimus should have been a free man. This whole story reminds me of this missionary I read about named George Lyle. George was the first ordained black minister in the U.S. and Jamaica. He fled from the U.S. to Jamaica after the Civil War when his previous enslavers tried to enslave him again. When he got to Jamaica, one of the things he and the church members tried to do was free enslaved people. They worked within the law, which was ridiculous and designed to keep people enslaved. For instance, for a person to be set free, they were not only required to pay the enslaver a significant fee to obtain their freedom, they had to ensure the person being set free had 10 years worth of salary saved up so as not to be a burden on the community. To put this in perspective, according to the book I was reading, the fee to free an enslaved adult person would have been somewhere between $875,000 and $1.6 million in today's money. Then, this person would have to have 10 times that amount saved up to just prove they wouldn't be a burden to the community. So, at a minimum, for someone to legally obtain their freedom, 
they would have to somehow come up with anywhere between 8.8 .8 million and 16.3 million dollars in today's money. How is a person who was forced to work under cruel conditions without pay supposed to save up any money, much less an amount equivalent to millions of dollars today? This system was absolutely insane. It was inhumane, unjust, and clearly designed to keep people enslaved. How could anyone claiming to be a Christian justify enslaving people under these conditions? The amazing thing is, George and his church found a way to set the captives free, even under these ridiculous conditions. They couldn't always legally free the enslaved people, but in many cases, the church was able to come up with enough money to purchase their enslaved brothers and sisters to get them away from their cruel enslavers. This is the kind of advocacy the church should be involved in, doing everything in our power to set the captives free. Lord, please help us to remember our brothers and sisters who are suffering in captivity or under unjust institutions. Please help us to be advocates for their freedom. Thank you so much for reading through the Bible with me. Please check out that book about George Lyle. I have included a link to the book in the show notes. Please come back tomorrow and we will begin reading the book of Hebrews. <laughs>